Welcome to the Chi Alpha UNI Small Group Leader Podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to make disciples on the university campus. We're coming to you as missionaries to the University of Northern Iowa, where we are devoted to reaching, forming, and empowering students to change the world from their campus. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we explore what it looks like to fulfill the great commission of Jesus within the context of small group leadership. This is season one, episode three, Have the Tenacity to Recruit Fit Students. Jesus came to earth with a simple mission, global domination. He wanted to reach the whole world with the good news that the kingdom of God was here. Did he accomplish this goal through creating a huge church? Did he do it through having a huge social media following and using videos to reach the masses? Obviously not. Jesus' whole method was calling a few men to follow him and pouring his life into theirs. Robert Coleman says, Jesus' concern was not with programs to reach the multitudes, but with men whom the multitudes would follow. The beginning of the gospel accounts tell us of Jesus selecting his group of future world changers. He did not find this group through a recruiting agency. He didn't go to the local synagogues and look for the most highly skilled and biblically literate group of men. Rather, he started by going to a group of fishermen and calling them to drop their nets to follow him. These men were all rather unimpressive. They were impulsive, temperamental, easily offended common men. Yet Jesus saw in them world-changing potential. He recognized that they were all fit, not as in physically in good shape. Rather, they were faithful, influential, and teachable. They were faithful to do what was asked of them. They were faithful to make time for Jesus, to keep showing up, to be reliable, to not give up when it got hard. They were loyal. They were steadfast. They were also influential. Not that they were the best spoken or most trained, but rather they were willing to impact the world around them. They could be influencers, not through Instagram, obviously, but through being willing to lead other people. Finally, and probably most importantly, they were teachable. They didn't think they knew everything. They were willing to learn to be corrected to grow. Jesus didn't really care how much they knew. He just needed to know that they'd be open to change. He wanted humble men who'd be teachable to the good news of the gospel. Small group leaders have three main priorities to focus their time. Small group leaders need to reach, form, and empower their small group. The rest of the wins we're going to talk about all go through these three different areas. The first area is to reach people. You have to reach people or get to know them and get them to be a part of your life and your small group before you can help them be formed and empowered. Reaching people has two parts to it. One part is to find fit students to pour your life into. So the third win of a small group leader is to have the tenacity to recruit fit students. There is a lot that goes into this. Your small group should have all kinds of people in it. People who love Jesus, people who do not know Jesus, people who are there just for friends. It should be diverse. However, it is vital that each small group has a couple of people who are bought in, wanting to grow, wanting to be empowered to lead, people that you can really pour your life into. Jesus ministered to the crowds, the people far from him, but he had a select group that he pulled really close that he was going to lead the charge of building the early church with. Your small group needs a few of these people that you can really give everything you've got to. We must invite the many so that we can disciple the few. In order to find this small group of students to really pour your life into, you must have the tenacity to recruit them. What does this exactly mean though? Building a small group requires tenacity. Tenacity means to be determined, to not give up easily, to have the resolve to get things done. 
Building a small group can be challenging. You have to go out of your comfort zone and make new friends. You have to pursue people that are different from you. You may have some awkward conversations. You'll probably get rejected as people aren't interested in Jesus or Chi Alpha. And then with the people you do connect with, they have a hundred other things in their plate. They probably won't prioritize you the way you prioritize them. It's on you to have the organization and the tenacity to build a good connection with them. All of this can make it easy to want to give up, give up or go the easy way. But as a small group leader, you need the tenacity to push past those desires. You need the tenacity to not give up when it gets hard. The tenacity to actually seal the deal with people you connect with and get them to your small group. Your goal is not to just have a nice conversation with them. Your goal is for them to experience life change through Jesus and to jump into your small group. A majority of this recruiting process will happen during welcome week or the first week students are moving on campus. See, this week where all the new students are coming to campus is vital to having a good small group. Students are moving on campus and looking for community to be their new friends. We believe that love, well, love finds a need and then meets it. A huge need for all these new students to campus is they need friends, they need community. So the loving thing for us to do is to fill that need, to build friendships with them, and then to show them Jesus. So what does all this practically look like? During Welcome Week, and then after that, you'll have to go out of your way to build relationships with people. A good starting place for this is to look around when you're getting ready to meet new people and try to find a few people that you would naturally connect with. We should aim to have people in our small groups that are different from us. Hear me, we need to have people who are different from us. We want everyone to join our groups and we want to love on everyone no matter what their interests are. But when you're first getting started, it doesn't hurt you to look for people who you might naturally connect with. For example, if you were in marching band and you see someone at an event and they're wearing a marching band shirt, that is quite the easy connection point. Hey, I was in marching band and I played this. What do you play? Something like that. It's easier to build a connection with. That's okay to try to find people who you would connect with. Hear me. Please don't only talk to people that it seems natural to talk to. Don't just talk to them or say, no, you don't look easy to talk to, so I'm not talking to you. Don't do that. Because some of the best relationships in life are with people who are very different from us. And if you only talk to people that seem easy, you may never talk to anyone because it's always going to be some kind of challenge. But it doesn't hurt to look for those natural connections. So you look around you see someone that you think you can connect with or that you just want to at least try to, and now the fun part comes. You actually go talk to them. This takes boldness. It can be hard to go and make new friends. You got to go out of your comfort zone and you might be rejected. Half the battle of being a great small group leader is getting out of your head, getting out of your head enough to go and make friends. There's no pressure in this. Your job is just to make some new friends and love the people around you. You just can't expect people to like flock to you and beg to be in your small group. Just like in a dating relationship, someone's got to make the first move. And if you're a small group leader, luckily for you, you're always that person who gets to make the first move. So you got to go out of your comfort zone, say no to self, and go talk to someone. And then as you do that, the goal would be to try and have a good conversation. I know that seems so obvious, but trying to create a good conversation is vital to building a good relationship. This first conversation might be kind of awkward, and that's okay. A lot of first conversations are. Just be a good listener, ask good questions, and just try to get to know them better. Try to find some things that you guys might connect on, some things that are similar between you, things you guys both like. Just be who you are and have fun with it. Building a small group, although it makes us a little nervous, should also be a lot of fun. 
So after this, after you have this good conversations and you start to make some new friends, it is your job as a small group leader to continue this friendship. This means doing some simple things, but like getting their contact information and having the organization to actually follow up with them. Follow up with them. Ask them to hang out one-on-one or hang out with a group of your new friends. Maybe you have a few connections. You guys all hang out together. This might take you giving a few follow-up texts or reminding them a few times. That's okay. You need to have the tenacity to keep following up. If someone doesn't respond right away, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It might mean they're busy. It's their first week at school, and that's okay. It's on us to be tenacious enough to keep going. Now, if they say, never talk to me again, don't force yourself on people. That's awkward. But don't assume they don't like you simply because they forget to text back. People, specifically new students to campus, are busy. After you get a chance to hang out with them, you have to have the persistence to seal the deal. This means you need to actually get them to your small group. In order to start the process of building a small group, reaching people, making disciples, they actually need to show up. Your job is to invite them and then make it easy for them to come to small group. Don't be forceful about this, but be persistent enough to stay connected with them and actually invite them. Inviting them to large group and small group is actually very loving because those are the environments in which we see life change. It's where people meet Jesus. Be persistent to seal the deal and you'll have a new friend for your small group. It's all for love. It's all for friendship. But sometimes we do have to be persistent enough to actually make it happen. We don't stop there, though. We continue the relationship with people after they come to our small group. Our goal is not to just get them to show up to small group once. No, our goal is to get them to buy into our small group. This means we keep building relationships with people and staying connected to our small groups. You may do all of this work, but then welcome week is done and you don't have anyone in small group. All hope is not lost, though. The final step of recruiting fit students is having the perseverance to keep looking. God doesn't just build great small groups during Welcome Week, but we must have the tenacity to keep going after Welcome Week. Have the tenacity to keep making new friends in your classes, your dorms, your work. Just keep doing these same steps of going out of your comfort zone, building some connections and following up with people until you have multiple fit students, until you have an inner core. Like Jesus had his three, we keep going until we get an inner core of people that we can pour our life into. Remember, this is about way more than just building your small group. There are students on campus that are desperate for Christian community. Students who grew up in the church, but now they need a new family of Jesus followers to stir them, help them keep growing. College is the number one time when most people will walk away from Jesus. It is our job to fight this, to protect what God has done in someone throughout their teenage years and help them find Jesus following friends in college. And we fight this through recruiting fit students to our small group and then showing them Jesus. Not only do we want to provide them community, but also college is a a pivotal time when people are ripe for growth. Students who grew up in the church need discipled. They need to be further formed to be more like Jesus, go on the reach form part of the job. But before they can be formed, they do need to be reached. They want to be in your small group before you start that process. On top of all of this, there are countless students who do not know Jesus, and they need to meet their Savior. We must have the tenacity to fight for these students, to fight for people's souls. Relationships that we build with other people might just be the gateway to their life with God. Like Jesus, we're here to change the world. This will not happen through awesome Chi Alpha services, but rather through a few disciples committing to giving their life to helping make a few disciples. If we want to change the campus, well, we must reach them first. 
And in order to reach people, we must have the tenacity to fight for our new friends as we build our tomorrows. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We're on episode three. I'm here back with Derek. Derek, how you doing? Feeling good. Just got a nice sip of light roast in my veins. Light roast. Interesting choice. Is that intentional? Oh, very intentional. Interesting. I kind of prefer a dark roast sometimes. I know that's kind of controversial in some some areas, but... Hmm, I think that might make you an elderly man. You know, if it does, then I'm willing to willing to accept that because a good dark roast just gets my day started. You are a good-looking elderly man. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just leave that there with no comment. But we are in episode three, like we said, and what are we talking about, Derek? Episode three is win number three, the tenacity to recruit fit students. Yes, it is. And as we dive into episode three, we're starting to talk more about the practical side of what it looks like to build and lead a small group. Well, the first two episodes, we covered the essentials, kind of the bedrock for leadership. We're now entering the first of the three main jobs of a small group leader, which is to reach students. Yes. So... A small group leader's job to reach, form, and empower, like we were just saying, those first two wins are more internal. Now we're getting external. So reaching students is just the simple idea that we have to build a small group. We have to actually get people to come to our group, have a relationship with Jesus. And as Chi Alpha small group leaders, we actually have kind of two jobs when it comes to reaching. Usually when you think of reaching people as a Christian, you're thinking about people who are far from God, people who are lost, and bringing them into the kingdom of God. That's one of it, and that's really important. But as Kyle, a small group leader, we also have a unique role that there are a ton of students who come to campus already as Christians. They already know Jesus, but they still need to be reached to find community because they're coming to school and they need to find friends who also love Jesus and then they can be discipled. So people who already know God have to be reached by us because they're looking for community discipleship and we want them in our small groups. Yeah, and as we're reaching students, the wind doesn't just say to meet them or to even invite them to a small group, but it says to recruit them. So what does it exactly mean to recruit them? What does that entail? Yeah, so we use that word recruit really intentionally because you could think of these ideas both as like living missionally and just as I was really praying over this, reaching other Jesus followers isn't missions. Missions is reaching people who don't know Jesus. So we use this word recruit to kind of show it's not about getting them just to fall in love with God because they already love God. That's missions. We don't want to say I'm living missionally because I've had conversation with 10 Jesus followers got in my small group. That's not living missionally. That's recruiting, getting them to your group and actually... There's a difference. Yes, there's a big difference there. Both important. It's important to recruit Jesus followers to your group, but that's not living mission. Absolutely. So we're specifically talking about recruiting people that maybe are more likely to want to join a campus ministry already, or does this mean recruiting like everybody? Or what type of Yeah, I think when you're thinking to? of this specific win, we're thinking people who are maybe a little bit more interested right away in a campus ministry. And as you go throughout the year, that interest might be different, so they don't have to be, but for the majority of these fit students you can recruit right away already interested, and then our job is to help them find their community and to get them on mission with us as we're trying to see the kingdom of God come on campus. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about FIT students. So that stands for Faithful, Influential, and Teachable. How do we, as we're looking for people to connect with, how do we kind of see what these people might be? How do we tell whether this per- a, pre- a person could fall into that category or not? Yeah, and you won't know that right away, obviously. When you're meeting people, it's not like, because you're not looking like for physical fitness, so it's not like, oh, they're ripped. They're definitely could do fit. that, though. That, I mean, that wouldn't hurt your small group by any stretch of imagination. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. So you just no. when you get to know them. So you're just constantly trying to find students who are faithful, see if they're reliable, do they keep coming, do they do the things they say they're going to do. Look for students who are influential, and that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be like the most well-spoken or get up in front of crowds and speak. 
but they're willing to live a life that's greater than themselves to influence other people to make a difference. And then teachability is so important. When we're trying to build a small group, we need students in our group who are wanting to grow, who are willing to be challenged and pushed in a new direction. And these fit students will make up kind of the core of your small group. If you look at Jesus, Jesus spent some time with the crowds, which would be like just people who don't know God, big groups. He spent most of his time with his 12, his disciples, and that was kind of his small group. But then he spent even more time with three specific people of Peter, James, and John. That was the inner core who he gave everything he has to. And those were his fit people, the people he really poured his whole life into was that inner three. And as small group leaders, we want to adopt the method of Jesus. We're going to love the crowd. We're going to love people who are far from God. We're going to love everyone and try to help them come to know Jesus. We're going to love our whole small group. We're going to spend time with them, a lot of time with our whole small group. But then we will give a little bit of extra attention to these three. And, but we have to recruit or reach these three right. hungry, fit students before we can start discipling them. Obviously, it doesn't have to be three people exactly. You're just for more sure. looking like for your core of people that are the hungriest that you can pour into. Definitely. And I think when you're recruiting even, you're just really more focusing on just recruiting as many people as you can that you connect with. You're not going to know people who are fit or people who are not. When you're doing that, you don't really want to get caught in your head. Definitely. You don't want to get too caught up in that right away because you just don't know when you're meeting someone what God's right. going to do through them. So your idea is just how, how can I get as many connections as possible and then trust God with the rest? But you're looking specifically as you continue, you want to make sure you have a few of these core people in your small group. But I definitely agree with that, Joel. You're not you're not going to know that right away. Who knows what's going on in someone's heart? But you're just looking for some people yeah. to build a small group off of. Yeah, so I want us to take a, a fast forward to we are on the campus welcome week. We're looking to build a small group. How do we go about recruiting students for that? That's a great question, and it's challenging. And I w- I'm going to walk you through a little bit of a process of what I think looks best. Before I do, though, this is not black and white. This is not like a step-by-step direction. Like when you build a piece of furniture and they give you step-by-step direction, this is not what this is. These are just some ideas that I think have helped me and other small group leaders along the road. So this is possibly what it could look like. So again, please don't take this black and white, but just think through what it could look like. I think that first step really is simple, but it's you got to have the boldness to go out of your comfort zone and go meet someone, right? Meeting someone is the first step, and that takes you getting out of your head. I think the one of the biggest things that keeps small groups from being built is we just get in our heads too much and think we're scared of rejection. This person will never like me. That's not going to go well. And so we'd never go out of our comfort zone. We don't talk to people. When I talk to small group leaders at the end of the year, their biggest regret is always, I wish I would have gotten out of my comfort zone more. So it starts having some boldness to go out here right. and say, I'm going to go meet someone. This might be a little awkward, but that's okay. Sometimes you just got to do it. So you just got to do it. And the more you get rejected, the easier it is to get rejected. Mm-hmm. For example, I've been rejected by so many 19-year-old dudes who don't want to be my friend. <laughs> it's an and job that you have. <laughs> it is a really weird job. Pray for me. But... <laughs> I'm used to it by now. And so even though it's not easy, I'm just, you're more used to it. And our identity is what God thinks of us, not these people. And you're not trying to get anything from them. You're trying to love on people. But it starts having the boldness to go out of your way. After that, you need to go have a conversation with someone. So after you work up the courage, you go and you talk to someone. And that doesn't have to be that complicated. Have some self-awareness, some people smart skills, you might say, to ask good questions, be a good listener, find some connection points. If it's really awkward, sometimes it's even okay to say, ah, sorry, I know I'm awkward, but just kind of like run with it. Just be yourself. I think we overthink things so much, but have a good conversation. If you find something you connect on, just talk more about it. And don't feel like you have to just pester them with like an interview question. I think too often we're like, what's your name? What's your major? Where are you from? And then just only like an interview. No, just have conversations with people, get to know them better. And then after that, hopefully after you have a good conversation with someone, this next step is so important. 
you have to be organized enough to actually follow up with the person. Because our goal is not just to have good conversations. Our goal is to recruit them to our small groups into life with God. So you got to get their phone number and ask them to hang out because that's going to be crucially important, going eating ice cream with them or doing something. So have the organization to follow up, get their number, ask them to hang out with you or some other people from your small group or connections, and don't forget that. And then stay organized enough to keep texting them and keep reminding those things and inviting them to service, inviting them to, to small group. You have to actually invite them for the comp, for them to come. So be organized. And then next, you got to be persistent to kind of like seal the deal a little bit. So you got to like, hey, will you, will you come to small group? I would love to walk with you to large group. I want to come with you. And so like you're kind of staying, not let you keep texting them 100 times. They don't respond. Or if they say like, hey, leave me alone, leave them alone. Do that. But don't be afraid to be a little persistent because those freshmen in their first week on campus are really busy. And sometimes we just need to like care enough about them that we're willing to send a second text, you know. So that per, the, that organization and persistence, I think, is where a lot of like mishap happens because we just get too uncomfortable. We feel like people don't like us. No, they're just busy. They're not mad at you. Would you say this is kind of where the tenacity to recruit fit students comes Definitely. in? Like, like it's important to note the the importance of the tenacity aspect. That's such a good question, Joel. That's why. So we use this word tenacity on very much on purpose right here. So you can be bold and courageous. Go have a great conversation with someone. But if you're not tenacious, which just means like persistent or it means like determined, have drive, people can slip through the cracks simply because we forget to invite them to small group. They're not going to come if we don't invite them, right? And so tenacity means I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing until either the person says I'm not interested. And if they do say they're not interested, again, we let, like, don't be weird about it. Or until they come and meet with Jesus. So that tenacity is so crucial that we, the goal is not just to have one good connection. The goal is to get them into life with God and in your small group. So definitely a great question. And after you have this tenacity to like seal the deal, get them to small group, get them to large group or something, you got to be persistent enough to keep that relationship too. That's so important. Does like, it stop once they come to small group? No, first? <laughs> correct. It's not just they, ah, they came to small group. I'm done now. No, then you got to keep hanging out with people, discipling people, building relationships. We keep going, keep being tenacious. And then after that though, let's say you go through welcome week and you don't have like a group of a core that you feel like you can build a small group off of. All hope is not lost. You got to have the grit to keep going to keep looking for fit students. Fit students are not only going to come into your small group during the first week. There's fit students out on campus right now that are looking for someone to believe in them and to show them what God can do in their life. So keep going until you get a until you have a core or you have a few students kind of pour your life into an inner three, as Jesus would call it. You just got to keep going. You got to keep going until you find someone. Even if you look at the Bible, Jesus tells the parable of the sower, which is this idea that our job is just to kind of scatter seed and then God will take care of it. And he said, though, as we scatter seed or as we're telling people about God, only about a quarter of them are going to work out. In this scenario, in the parable of the sower, there's like four different groups and only one of them works. So us as small group leaders, we're probably going to bat roughly 25%. So if you want five core people in your small group, you got to make at least 20 connections. So I think you as a small group leader, when you're starting the year, you're trying to make as many connections as possible. I think you're shooting for a minimum of 20 connections knowing that some will go to different ministries, which is great. We love our other ministries. Some just won't be interested in Jesus. Some will get caught up in other things. And so you got to make a lot of connections in order to find that few. We too often, I think, people going like, I'm just going to make two great friends and that's going to work out. That is great. But the likelihood of you just batting two for two isn't super high. So you got to kind of spread and make a lot, make as many friends as you can so we can see what God does with that. Yeah, and so obviously there's a lot of different reasons as to why maybe somebody won't stick to your small group, maybe they don't text you back, all these different things. Some of the reasons we can control and some that we can't. 
But as far as the side of, of the reasons that we can control, what are some of the most common ways or reasons to why a small group member or someone that we're connecting with doesn't stick to our small group? And maybe how can we avoid those? Well, the main way someone doesn't stick to our small group, and this seems so simple, but is we never ask them to be in our small group. We never get out of our head enough to go out of our comfort zone like I was talking about to actually start a relationship. So sometimes people don't join our small group because we don't ask them to. Other times the connection is just not working. Like we go and talk to somebody, it's just kind of awkward. We're not connecting with them and that's okay. You're not going to have every conversation be amazing, but we can always try to grow and see how can I be a little bit less awkward, make this go better. And then another way that someone wouldn't get connected to our small group is if, like I was talking about as well, if we're not persistent enough to keep up with them, to actually remind them, to invite them to service, to try to kind of seal the deal. And then obviously people might choose other things, whether it's other ministries or get getting connected to another small group and those things. And some of those is unavoidable and that's okay. Your job isn't to be perfect or to recruit every person to your small group, but just to be faithful with the people God has given you, but also faithful enough to go out, get out of your head and try to make good connections with people. So to summarize kind of all of what we've talked about in this episode, the goal is to recruit faithful, influential, and teachable students to our small group. So get out of your comfort zone, meet people, talk to them, invite them to hang out. Yeah, so these things, it's not as complicated as it seems, right? We don't have to overthink this. Don't overthink it. Just go make some friends and show them Jesus, but be persistent enough to continue that friendship. If you do that, if you'll have the tenacity to recruit students to your small group, to get students to buy into your community, you will have such a good year. But it starts with having the tenacity to recruit the fit students. So then you can form them and then empower them to reach the next generation. 